saying no. <laughs> I didn't know how to start the fucking episode. I was trying to come up with something. It's you too late. Hello. I know it's too late now. God damn it! Podcast where we review things and stuff every week. Oh, uh, did you not get to start with a joke? Uh, no. Nonsense. It hurts my insides. I can tell you how to start one with a joke. It's simple. Knock just... knock. Who's there? I don't know because you won't let me tell the fucking joke to begin with. Mm. Okay, it's fine. It's fine. This is fine. This isn't ruined. This is still a podcast, I guess. This is still four people are going to watch. This <sighs> entire, so. <laughs> so much more than that. Everyone listens. God damn it! All right, yeah, it's fine. I'm fine. I'm over it now. I'm over there it. Okay, move it. Okay, I'm fine. Well, hi, yeah, we're going to review things and stuff like we normally do. Welcome to Chris Apocalypse. Yeah, there you go. Our bi-weekly podcast in which we review various things and facets of the media along with stuff that we may have experienced in that time. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. guess that's what we do. You're first. Have you got a review? Yeah, Yeah, I'm first. Yeah, I've got a review. You should start by reviewing a thing. Hey, everyone. My name's Matt. I'm a mellow kind of person, normally. Uh, That's gimmick infringement. Why? Because I didn't say I was a mellow gamer, did I? <sighs> yeah, that's right. So anyway, I uh, this week my first review is going to be Fallout 4 on the Xbox One and also on the PC, for comparison's sake. You opening a flapjack as I talk. You're no. doing this on purpose, aren't you? <laughs> what flapjack is it? Just quickly, let's get some sponsorship. Chocolate smoothie flapjack by Mahart Baker. Ma Baker's chocolate caramel smoothie. Wheat flapjack. free and vegetarian. Yep. No meat in it. Oh no, you wouldn't you wouldn't want me in your flapjack, would you? Oh would you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you review things. So anyway, yeah, Fallout 4 on the PC on Xbox and Xbox One. As expected, the PC one has a plethora of options to increase different facets of the game, mostly graphical, but also some that will affect loading time and such. You're getting close to that mic, aren't you? Lick it, just touch it, What? Alright, I'm into it. Um we've just been watching semen facial videos, so of course I'm into it. Yeah, I'll do one of them later. <laughs> I'll do. Oh, shall I donate, or do you want to use your own? Would you, would you? Would you use your own? No. If someone said to you you needed a semen facial, like you need to try it, would you use I your think own? I would even. No. Would you not? No. I'd try it with my own. I would just one of those else's. do it or you get killed scenarios. No, this is one of those. I'll do take it, death. You take death with a semen on your face. Mm. See, I wouldn't mind it. Like as long mm. as I knew I hadn't taken a piss in the last like fifteen minutes, I think I'm pretty clear. Mm. But if I'd taken a piss, it's going to come out a bit yellow, and then I'm going to be. Douse in my face and piss. When you were in Fallout? Yeah, so Fallout 4 is the story of a of a man who is... Uh, let's start from the beginning. Fallout is a series about post-apocalyptic wasteland based on the idea that China, Canada and America all went to war over resources and nuked the shit out of each other. Um, most of them have been based in places like uh, Washington. Washington mm-hmm. so far, New Vegas... Yep. We had previous this one's in one. Boston, isn't it? Boston's this one. Uh, Fallout 1 and 2 were both based in Washington and New Vegas as well, yeah. weren't they? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, so you play part you play the part of a man who uh, living in Boston, um, you are invited to join a Vault-Tec um, initiative where if in the event of nuclear war you are outside, they will come and grab you, chuck you in a bunker and you can live in a bunker. Everyone knows survive. the premise for Fallout. Almost everyone. I'm yeah, sure there are people that don't. Um, it's, and then from there, you wake up, you find... You wake up after the apocalypse has happened, so you miss out on all the bombs and such. Well, yeah. No, you do. You see it right at the start. You see a bomb. Yeah, well, you can miss out. That might not be a nuke. That's pretty big. 
Yeah, if it was, if it was a nuke, you'd be dead, regardless of whether they uh, saved you or not or put you in the vault. Because right. radiation would kill you. But yeah, anyway, that anyway, that's besides the point. That's besides the point. Um, so you're placed in this vault, and you are you are. Um, well, I'm not going to spoil it as to how you you turn out, but you're 200 years later. You awaken from the from your your area, and you go exploring the wasteland of Boston, and you have to track down your family who have gone missing. Mm. Um, all in all, it's an excellent game. It's well produced, as expected from Bethesda. There are bugs aplenty, not just enemies in the game, but also in the game code, as again expected from Bethesda. They're a company who are known for a grand scope, but not always the fingers to do the fucking talking. So you do get the odd glitching in and out, you get some weird that stuff where you've got someone in front of you and then you've got someone to your left and for some reason the percentage of hitting someone who's two metres away from you on the left will be zero despite the fact that you've got a clear shot of them but the person who's right in front of you on the right you've got a 40% chance of hitting them in the head even though your gun's going through their fucking eyeball fair enough but that's that's something that you that you come to learn very soon that guy in, from the end of Fight Club he put the gun straight in his mouth and he still only took like he turned his head to the side didn't he that was a secret yeah he still didn't shoot throw his brains out no um, but all in all it's, uh, it's a really though. good game I'd recommend it to almost everyone um, who has an interest in FPS or RPG games or just uh, narrative games because it's a very nice building your own story I literally first first two hours of me playing I picked a direction just ran in that direction until I hit something and then just explored that thing wow. and then kept going and I really like games like that. Um, it's a massive world. You get lots of fun out of it. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming I'm going to sink hours and hours into it. It's going to take a large chunk of my life away from me. you played like, like two hours of it so far? No, I've played... Uh, altogether, I've played... Uh, uh, about 14 hours. Noob. I know. <laughs> um, but I do have a full-time job. So I do I do have other responsibilities. And a girlfriend who... Well, did I, you not like, you know... Call in sick. Yeah. No. <laughs> uh, I'd never call in sick I'm not one of those people but anyway the game itself yeah I recommend it to almost everyone if you've got a PC that's probably the optimal way to play it if I'm honest um, although a keyboard and mouse may not be suited to the FPS parts of the game because it it seems to be tuned to a controller that seems to be the uh, the sh- shooting on those games is always more sort of based on stats than oh it's actually really good on this one they've yeah. changed it a lot it feels a lot more like an FPS it's played more like Borderlands it does play a bit more like Borderlands. Because Borderlands is just a straight up FPS. It just shows you the numbers of damage. Yeah, yeah. but it is <clears throat> it is a lot more like Borderlands. Yeah, you don't need to. You know, like how Fallout Three had to use Vats and Fallout New Vegas to a certain extent. You had mm. to use Vats to hit stuff. Yeah. In this, you don't. You can you can aim down the sides and shoot stuff. Mm. And it and it's based on skill as well. So if you see something, you fire at it. I think the percentage of not hitting something when your crosshairs over them is like 20 percent. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So as opposed to where it was before. And there'll be stuff like I think there's gun jamming and degradation of weapons and stuff, but I've not had a weapon long enough that I haven't upgraded and played around with mm. for that to happen. Uh, one weird thing is the village building mechanic. There's a mission that's solely around you setting up resources for a village, and I couldn't give a fuck about that shit. <laughs> really couldn't. I don't care. It takes too much of my time, and doing building a village in first person is fucking arduous. <laughs> Like, give us a grid-based system for that shit if you want us to do it, but you don't. just, like, float the thing around and pull yeah. it on the right spot, aren't you? Yeah, you want to do, like, an Age of Empires-style village setup. You don't want to fucking mm. be, like, going around where you've got a house that's the size of the entirety of your screen, trying to find an area to put it where you can't see where the fuck it's going. <laughs> um, things like generators are poorly explained. They give yeah. you a system for... Um, if you make a generator, you can attach cables and create defences and so on and so forth. Um... 
all pretty standard stuff until you introduce the fact that you can only go a certain distance with cables. You can only have so many cables to power things. You know, just give us a breakdown of that a little bit more because there's not stats relating to that from what I could see on the FPS. You'll get better. Got to get better. Uh, but all no, in all, I, would, I, I was never going to give it anything other than uh, Mel Gibson and Lethal Weapon. Which Lethal Weapon? Lethal Weapon 1 okay. and Lethal Weapon 2. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Um, it's a fantastic game. It's so, so close to a Tom Atkins in my books that I wish I could give it to it, but I just can't. The bugs and some poor decisions when it comes to that village mechanic mm. um, stop it from being that. But, you know, they've what made What name did you give your guy? Machicles. So Codsworth can't say that. Machicles! I, he can't say it, I can. I don't give a shit if you know, Codsworth, Codsworth can say ass face. I don't give a shit. Like, it's Codsworth. He can be a companion or he can be a narrative system. Maybe a lover. Maybe a lover. Can you make love to Codsworth? Sure, why not? You get the right attachment. That's true. That's yeah. true. But yeah, I give it a Mel Gibson Relief of Weapon 1 and 2. It's a, it's, it's a great game. It's so close to being the great, great Fallout game that I've wanted for the last four years, but <coughs> it's not there yet. Aww. Yeah. On PC, it's a little bit better. But Xbox One, I'm, I'm guessing it's just going to be one of those things where whatever console you've got available to you, you're going to buy it, at least for a Wii U. Was it not on Wii U? No, it's not on Wii U. Shit, Aww. right? Outrageous. Yeah. Why is Wii U always missing out on these big new games? Don't know. It can't be the hard way, can <laughs> Do you remember when people were saying that Minecraft was coming to Wii U this it week is. and it didn't get announced at the... No, it didn't get announced, but it has got a Peggy rating now. That doesn't mean anything. Yeah, it does. Could be miles off. Could never happen. <laughs> How are they going to be alive? the game if they don't have like a Peggy? It might go cancelled. That's true. That's true. Uh, and your review. Blah. Yep. That happened. Um, yeah, I'm going to review an amazing free-to-play game that Janet came Reno out recently. Pussy flaps. No, cool. Janet Reno Pussy. Cool. Bloodwood Reload. Oh. Um, Bloodwood. Like yeah. Deadwood. It's awful. Okay, uh, so <laughs> it's meant to be an adventure game in okay. the first person. And you're a guy from some sort of logging company. Okay. And you've gone to this strange village that only has like three people in it. Um, actually four, technically. And there's like some wood. It's got red stuff on it. You know, like redwood trees do. Yeah. Or even, perhaps, bloodwood trees, which are a real type of tree. But apparently these are mysterious trees. Rubber tree. And you're meant to get a sample of some shit, and you're meant to do some stuff. The game is like one of the most poorly put together, poorly made things I've played. It's free, luckily. That's good for them. Um, <laughs> well, they wouldn't get anyone playing it. <laughs> but I watched, I watched Jim Sterling playing it. All right, come on. And I was going to do a video. What are you name dropping for? I was going to do a video of it, and I was like, yeah. ah, maybe not. And then someone's like, no, you should do the video anyway. So I did the video. Couldn't get anywhere in it. Like you, the, the it's so ridiculously obtuse. Like they'll give you things to do, and they lead to nothing. Okay. Um. There's like a crowbar you get early on. And yeah. you can use a crowbar to open a bottle a barrel of beer. Yeah. But I didn't realise that there was a glass you had to find somewhere to pick up that you could get a beer with. And then later in the game, when you've done the right other stuff, you can give this beer, which you've probably been carrying around with you all night, <laughs> to a guy in the barn, who before that would only say, Leave me working. Okay. Yeah. Um So it's an RPG. It's supposed to be an adventure game. But it's just messy. Like when you press when you walk the moment you let go of the key, they'll keep moving for half a second afterwards. Um, the game defaults to Spanish, because of course it does. Okay. Um, it's like, there's only probably about 12 things you can interact with in the entire game. Okay. And you just got to try and figure out what order you're meant <laughs> to do these in. Like, 
it's really obtuse stuff. Like there'll be a guy who's by the church, and you find a key to get into his building. Yeah, you won't get into it until he's moved, but you can find that key early on. Like the first time you visit him, you'll find the rough bit there, and you'll say, "Oh, I can't go in there with this guy there." The way to get rid of him like requires this really convoluted path of other stuff to do to get him to go. Um, I asked a guy called Ewan Burns to give it a try because he's got a bit of a knack at figuring out these really obtuse games. He played all those weird Dracula adventure games from years ago that were oh, on yeah. PS1 and finished game. them all on his channel. Um, I think he's got another one actually coming up. But he managed to figure it out. It took him just over an hour to figure the game out. Get this. When the game ends, it just kind of ends. What, nothing happens? Yeah, like you're told you need this book for a sacrifice, but you don't. You just go up and do this thing at the top of the tower, this altar. Wait, 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 wait. wait. And then it just ends. The sacrifice. Apparently, you got to do this ritual. Sacrifice. Some sort of ritual in the village. Um, there's a woman in the bar called, in, there's, I think it's a, a pub bar. It's an inn, but it's only got one room. And no railings when you get upstairs. You can just fall off the edge, no trouble. <laughs> no troubles. Um, but when you sacrifice. talk to her, she just kind of... Imagine if you cut off all of Thunderbird's strings except for its next string. And it was just like... The moment you start talking to her, her arms start wiggling around. She's called Esther, and then she's <laughs> I called know an Esther, Esther right. Mrs. Esther, Mrs. Esther. Yeah, but she introduces herself as Esther, and then says her name is Mrs. Esther. So her name's Esther, Esther, Mrs. Esther, Esther. Ah, uh. this game's bizarre. It's it not. It sounds like, like it's not very good. Yeah, doesn't and sound like it's bizarre. It here's sounds, the thing: like the crap. title's called Bloodwood Reload. Yeah, because it's actually a remake of Bloodwood. Which Some game apparently this this game was apparently around a few years ago, and this guy who made it thought this game was successful enough and obviously beloved enough to do a new version of in Unity, and it just it's a mess, such a mess. Bloodwood sounds kind of like that game Blood, that was like a Doom style game from years and years ago. It's nothing like any game you've played. <laughs> it's <laughs> awful. It's possible to see through walls. Wait, so you said it's nothing like I've ever played before. <laughs> it's just a mess. That's pretty incredible. Um, it's possible you would manage to jump up onto the top of a building. Yep. Because um, when you go to a ladder, you'll walk like three steps up it and drop down. And he managed to jump from a bale onto the ladder and just enough to get on top of the building. Wait. And then he got on top of the building and fell through the building bale to the inside. A bale of hay. But no. he fell through the building to the inside. Yep. And then from the inside, managed to open the front door to get inside the bar. <laughs> just absolute... Like, the game's just a mess, coding-wise. Like, you've, you've put a thing in there so that, that lets people get on top of a building by accident. Obviously not tested the environment out enough. And then not put collision on the top of the buildings so you can just drop straight through them. Because that's what you want. Oh, it's just rubbish. <laughs> but it's free. So um, play it if you want to be bored witless. Um, that's do what that, that's absolutely what I want from every game I play. Yeah, give it a try. Bloodwood, it's terrible. Bloodwood. Um, if you want blood and you've got wood, yeah, bloodwood. It's not advisable. Anyway, you got to no. review a thing now. I have to review a thing now. Yeah. Well, then I'm going to review a thing. Uh, I am going to review. Uh, I once again played Black Ops this year. I purchased it at full price. I Black Ops Three. Black Ops Three. Call of Duty Black Ops Three. The blackening. So anyway, I there's Cut actually blocks. no there's no black people in it as far as I can tell. Oh, which is weird. There must be. I think you can get people that are black and multi multiplayer, but I can't remember anyone being black in the. I don't think in that's a what single player. The Black Ops title. There's a Chinese guy. To. And a woman. 
Oh, there's a woman one. And there's uh, there's the guy who... Uh... Chris Maloney's in it. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, the guy that looks just like Elias Cotius. That's who they got because they couldn't get Kevin Spacey again, I guess. Or Elias Cotius. Uh, well, yeah, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. So, basically, you've got the chef from... The chef from... Uh, Wet Hot American Summer. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> As your main, your main bad guy. Spoilers! Um, oh. So, anyway. So, I've played Black Ops... Black Ops 3 on three different platforms because fuck it if I'm not an equal opportunities kind of guy. So I played Black Ops on the Xbox One. Again, my system of choice. Sadly, I am an Xbox fan and have an Xbox One and I play a lot on it. I've also played it on PC and interestingly enough, I've played it on the Xbox 360. Oh. With the tanks and our vans. Look, right, listen. <laughs> this is this is something weird, right? Tanks They're... can't be done on current gen systems, man. So Next gen only. So it doesn't have single player. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's multiplayer only, yeah. Yeah. And zombies is weird. Yeah. All right, so... Uh, That's not a word. Call of Duty. Why are you making life so hard for people that don't want to spend £300 to get a new system? <laughs> why... Uh, why You're using the same fucking engine for every game. So yeah. why could you not make a version that would work... The same fucking sprites as Advanced Warfare or Black Ops 2. You don't need to make much effort. Just make an effort. How much they charging for the... F- 40 Xbox? quid. Really? Yeah. And guess how much I spent for it on uh, Xbox One? Oh. On the same website that was charging 40 quid for the Xbox 360. Oh. 38 quid. <laughs> for £2 uh. less, I'm getting a lot more. See, I've, I've been saying for years that on Xbox 360 they should do like a free-to-play Call of Duty multiplayer-only game. Yeah, just do that with this. Pay no for one... skins for your guns and all that shit. Yeah. Like, just do yeah. that with this. Who gives a shit? Um, I played the multiplayer beta and it was all right. So anyway, well, well, I'm going to talk about the multiplayer, but I'm going to also talk about the single player really quick. Um, so single player on the PC and the Xbox One, it's pretty much the same. So we're going to talk about those as one entity and then the Xbox 360. Obviously, there is no single player, so ignore that for now. Um when it comes to the Xbox One and the PC, fantastic. Single player, it's stupid, it's sci-fi, it's cocky, it's brash, it's kind of campy. Yeah. Just having Chris Maloney in it, it's every time you see him, you're like, that's a comedian. That's a comedy guy. You expect him to start talking to a, a can of Campbell's yeah. soup at some or point. In, or I expect him to be going to Superman <laughs> and being like, to die is. <laughs> like, it's, he's a cool guy. He's, was he the one who was in Oz? I thought... Was yeah, maybe. Yeah, one bit of the it guys. Might have been the coaches. I can never tell. No, they're very similar. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so yeah, he's a villain, and he's in your mind. You've got this chip that allows you to communicate with electronics, which gives you these amazing prosthetics. But at the same time, leaves you open to hacking and things like that, and people getting inside your mind via the chip. It's called a DNI, digital network. In blah 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 blah. Some MacGuffin. Um, so you play this multiplayer. You play a single player for ten hours, and you complete it. You're done. You think you're done. But, no, Black Ops 3 on current-gen systems is such a fucking toy box of cool shit that just pops out of nowhere. Because as soon as you're done with the single player, the main single player, do you know what happens? What? You get a whole nother single-player game called Nightmares, which is based on a narrative solely around zombies. Oh, right. So you get a whole whole nother list of episodes in which you play as a female character who's going around trying to solve this crisis that's involving zombies. Fair enough. It's fucking insane. Why would they include so much value in a game that costs the same as something that you're getting on another system that has no value? Uh. It's insane. 
Um, but anyway, because yeah. Mugs will buy it on Xbox 360. Yeah, yeah probably. Um, but it's great. There's loads of shit to do. You've got that, then you've got Shadows of Evil with Jeff Goldblum. I love Jeff Goldblum. He's I got love a funny moustache. He's got a funny moustache. Yeah. And uh, he has the line with every transformation, I feel my ability with these tentacles growing. Because you can remember, like, <laughs> in zombies, you can now become a beast. Oh, fair enough. For a brief amount of time, it gives you the ability to shoot electric and essentially become invulnerable. Yeah. And you can tear apart zombies with tendrils and things like that. It's, it's just another mechanic to that, that game. Um, and, uh, yeah, just, oh, fuck. It's so irritating. Because there's so much packed into the Xbox One and the PC version. Yeah. There's just so much stuffed into there. And some of it's not, you know, the multiplayer, there's still that same issue with spawn camping. It's still too predictable to find a place where you can sit and shoot people that are spawning. It's still too easy to run around like a mad person and win games somehow. You know, all that shit's in there. It's never been a skill-based game. It's not a skill-based game, no. Um, yeah. It's it's all about just fucking people over, really. And and then the single player, the single player's never been a highlight of Call of Duty. I've never found it particularly fun or interesting. Advanced Warfare was really po-faced, yeah. and Ghosts was even worse. I always like how they always have a sequence where you're meant to feel feelings. Yeah, and and that <laughs> that luckily doesn't happen. No, there's a bit where the, your character gets their arms and legs ripped off. I suppose. Yeah, but, yeah, but they just get their arms and legs ripped off by a robot. You're like, holy shit, that robot means business. You're yeah. not like, oh no. But Apparently, if legs. you play as a woman, the characters will refer to you as him within really? a few minutes. That's of the quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, there's so much pushed into it, and and that's why I was so curious about the Xbox 360 version. So I couldn't Xbox be asked. Play the Xbox 360 version. Um, multiplayer feels slower. The graphics are far worse. Well, it's probably only one at 30 frames per second, I imagine. No, it's all 30 frames per second on any console. Is it? Yeah, it's not 60. The old Call of Duty is always 60. Were they? Multiplayer. Yeah, the multiplayer was. Might be 60 then. I don't know. But anyway, um, and then Xbox 360. So the multiplayer's crap. You've got very little to do with zombies. It doesn't feel the same. Hmm. feels so much worse. You don't have Dead Dead Ops Arcade on the Xbox 360. Really? Which is like an additional (laughs) little game you can play on the normal. Yeah, that's what that can fit. Yeah. Two next gen. Yeah. It's just there's so little to do. And there is so much in the other game that I've played that I can only imagine that people would be so fucking angry. <laughs> yeah, but to be honest, if you're still buying new Xbox 360 games, what are you doing, mate? Yeah, that's true. I mean, that I know I haven't, got a ne- I haven't got a current gen console yet, unless you count the Wii U. Yeah, but look at. Look but at I'm game. not buying games for my Xbox 360 and PS3 anymore. Yeah, but look at Metal Gear Solid 5. Yeah, that looks great on Xbox 360. And on PS3. Yeah. It, it's not like they could have... All they needed to do was take the PC that they're running the system on and be like, all right, so imagine this is a PC from four years ago instead yeah. of today. And then it's an Xbox 360 port. Hmm. That's all they need to do. Black Ops, they've got so many fucking people working there. Just keep saying and scaling the textures down to it works. <laughs> they're not making a new engine. They're yeah. not making anything that's fucking blowing the bank. They're doing the same thing each year and making more well, money running than God. Now, man. That takes up a lot of things. They had that in Advanced Warfare. No games ever had wall running <laughs> before. Oh, just it's irritating. The multiplayer to me felt like um, a slower version of Titanfall without Titans. And I quite like Titanfall. Do you know what? It really annoyed me about the... Um, like, Titanfall I love because mm. you play as a person... The only time you see that person have a mask is when you see a generic avatar yeah. in the in the mode select. And as soon as you're in the game, mask is down. There's no characteristics to anyone. Yeah. Unless you've got the faces. And like, if you want to have no mask, they're like, ah, and then you see the exact same person die 30 times. It desensitizes you to it. But if in Titanfall you've got a blank canvas, <laughs> it's pretty much a robot. You're just running against other people. Yeah. There's no feelings for that person. So it's just like it's just clearly like oh this is your throwaway clone you don't need to worry being Call of Duty there's just for some reason you're the same person just with immortality you're essentially a Highlander on repeat 
Hmm. And it's just ridiculous. I find it irritating. But you know, it's uh, it's a cash grab. I give uh, I give Call of Duty Black Ops free on the Xbox One. I'm I'm gonna go as far to give it a Bruce Willis from Die Hard free. No. So close to giving up. Mm-hmm. They're so close to just giving up, but they're still going. And uh, I, like I kind of like vengeance. it. Kind of like it. Hot time, on, <laughs> yeah. on Xbox 360, I give it an Adam Sandler. The fuck are you doing, <laughs> cunts? Shirt lifting toss pots. Fucking chuds. Bunch of fucking chuds. Chuds. <laughs> an absolute chud bait. No. Oh. <laughs> right. Alright, your review. I should review a thing. Oh, I don't know what to do because I've only got like three things I've done. I suppose I could review Quick Slick Deadly and tell the story of the interaction I had with that. Um, so two weeks ago, All right. I got sent a code for a game called Quick Slick Deadly. Someone's living in the past. You can talk about it's, Mr. Uh, Bean in a second. This is fun, this. It's uh, it, it's apparently a side-scrolling shoot-em-up. So that's what it is, right? Okay. Um, so when you start the game, you know how like when you play a side-scrolling shoot-em-up, how would you expect to move through a level? Uh, I'm pressing right. Yeah, you move the stick around. You move around. Oh, yeah. And probably shooting. Like you press a button to shoot. You press that that mouse. You'd, you to do a boost. You'd probably press a different button to boost. Maybe there's a system Space in place twice. to decide when you're going to get to boost. Right. Space bar twice. Yeah, something like that. Right. In a first, in a side-scrolling R-type style shooter. We all know how to do those I'm things. We all know how to do that sort of thing. It's like built into the code of playing games. Yeah. Um, this game insists that you go through multiple tutorials to learn how to do this, all with criteria for completion it hasn't even got like bronze silver gold medal things to let you just progress past the tutorial so you can keep going and learning this basic stuff it just makes you play them over and over again until you do pass them by the time I got through to the fifth tutorial of just basic moving through levels and really poorly explained mechanics, which it, it keep they keeps going on about. They say in the description that it's full of mechanics that are really exciting and incredible, and all, all these in-depth mechanics. You wait, don't, wait, wait, Mike and the mechanics? No, but you oh. don't explain your game mechanics through multiple paragraphs of text before the game level loads over two separate levels. Like half the instructions for one of the game mechanics that it tries to teach you on a later tries to do on one level yeah. is in the dialogue of the previous level. Just for whatever reason. So I played it and I said, I'm having nightmares with this. This isn't fun. You unlock another craft all of a sudden. You get, I go into it. I'm like, oh, let's try a different craft. Maybe let me just jump straight into the game. No, it makes you do the tutorial where you have to just move around asteroids again. Yeah. We know how to move. We've already figured out how to move. Well, that's good. Do we do it again. But it makes us do this tutorial <laughs> again. Um, so anyway, the developer didn't like my video. Um, he commented on a long comment about how I, you know, was playing the game wrong. I didn't read the dialogue. And I'm like, well, sorry, I'm trying to make a YouTube video here. I'm not going to sit here reading every single line of dialogue. Why it's not? A side-scrolling, it it's a side-scrolling shooter. Yeah. I can figure this stuff out as I go along. You should be able to figure it out. You should be able to put in game mechanics in your game that you can't figure out just by playing. That's how game design works, especially when you're making an arcade game. If you were making, like, a competitor civilization... Then maybe have some dialogue, some text to explain how some intricate mechanics work. But you're you're making a side-scrolling shooter, like you're not making Age of Empires, you're not making friggin' Rogue State or something that's really complex, in-depth layers and all this sort of stuff. You're making what is essentially a shooty bang bang game. Shooty bang bang. And yeah, he didn't like it, so I replied to him with an even longer reply, explaining ways he could have shortened down mechanics, um, told explained mechanics through the gameplay. 
because this is the fun thing, is that part of my job used to be finding when the game mechanics weren't being explained properly and suggesting how it could be improved upon, ways that it would feel more natural to improve upon them and stuff like that. Um, and the event, you know, I left a long thing about that. Um, then one of my buddies was all like, no, this is terrible. Like, you can't possibly learn this stuff when you're looking at the game and it's giving you text after text after text just to tell you how to collect a special weapon. This is just like a transbot style game, right? It's a mess. It's just side-scrolling, like R-type sort of thing. Um, the way the weapon system works, which I eventually figured out, whenever an enemy dies, you get one of three boxes in the bottom corner fills up with a weapon that corresponds to that enemy. When all three are full, you can use the power. The thing is, is every time an enemy dies, one of those chains, it'll add one to the thing. But that can happen if they fly into asteroids. So it's completely out of your control. Like, you're entirely at the mercy of what enemies happen to be ahead of you. You're entirely at the mercy of fate. Yeah, you have to... You can't stop an enemy flying into an asteroid if they're behind it and they're flying into it, which happens a lot in the tutorial levels, because you can't destroy the asteroids. So that you can't avoid that happening. You're in this situation where you might not even have a secondary weapon because it just so happens that the last three enemies were two different types. Hmm. And it doesn't explain that well at all. And yeah, he repl- the dev replied again after all this mess and was like, oh, wow, that's a really great thanks for the constructive criticism. Um, I'll reply to you soon. I'm a bit busy right now. It's been two weeks. Hasn't got back to me yet. Uh, gonna see, you know, I'm still the only video on the Steam page, I think, if I remember rightly. Maybe they're genuinely trying to fix the problems you brought up. <laughs> Maybe. I'm, gonna, I'm keeping it on my hard drive right now. I want to see if they patch it and see what happens. Because I just said to him, like, when you make a game... You effectively have 10 minutes to get someone excited, or half an hour maybe. You want to get someone to the core of the game as quickly as possible so they can play it and enjoy it. Like, how long does Shovel Knight waste letting you get into the game? Like five seconds? Yeah. You get an intro sequence, it's a knight with a shovel, and then you jump straight in and there's a piece of dirt in front of you and you've got a shovel. So you press attack. So you know you can shovel with the the, um, shovel. It teaches you how to jump over things straight away. It's dead easy. That's how quickly you can teach someone mechanics. Mega Man does that sort of thing. Half-Life did that sort of thing without any dialogue. Like, Half-Life, do you remember how it taught you that you could cut things in half with a buzzsaw? Yep. It showed you, it, well, it let you do it. Well, you walk into a room and there's a zombie stuck to the wall with a buzzsaw through its stomach. And it's just the top half of the zombie's body with the legs on the floor. Use the gravity gun to pull the buzzsaw away. No, you had the gravity gun before that. When yeah, you, you got the gravity gun before, but you pull the buzzsaw out. And it fell down. Yeah, yeah, the zombie falls down. There's then a head some zombies on the table in the next room. Yeah, they come bursting through yeah. the door, and you're behind a wall where they can't get to you. So you just fire away and deal with that, and get used to the mechanic. It's a simple way of teaching you how a mechanic works without putting you in any danger and letting you just get on with it. But um, yeah, it's not a very good game. This quick, it's only like a couple of quid, and for the first week it was on sale. He was sending it for like ninety percent off. That's confidence in your game. Well, no, that's how you get interest, isn't it? You put it in a sale and then... 90% off. Yeah. 19p. That's how much it was. Yeah. Um, Oh, another thing. The game defaults to a resolution where it knows that you've got a 1080p TV, but it puts the game in in a window in the middle. But not windowed mode. It's just black all around the edges. You have to press Alt-Enter to make it go full screen, and it's actually in 720p. When I recorded it, the video came out in 720p, because when I went and I put it into my edit, I didn't even realise it recorded like that. Um, when I chucked my next piece of video material in there for like the end credits bit, it was all zoomed in because it wasn't at the right resolution for what it normally is. So the game runs at 720p. This little flash-based, side-scrolling, very simple sprite-based shooter runs at 720p on a PC. Are you, cr- are you picking on this? this a thing? little bit. It's just if you're going to be selling, if, you, if this is your first game you've made, don't charge for it. 
Like, chuck it on itch.io, let people... It was already out before. Let people give you feedback on how the game's designed. And then if you're going to sell it, work on that and sell that product that's been improved upon. Don't sell Babby's first game on Steam. Anyway, Babby's I don't know. He might have had some experience, but it doesn't. It comes across like someone who doesn't really understand game design. Do you, maybe it's just that he hasn't had perspective other than his own. Yeah, possibly. Mm. Like as I've mentioned that a bunch of times, play test your games. Yeah, play Always test send them the out. hell out of them. Send them out to the wild, see if they survive. Yeah, anyway, that's what Itchio's for. <laughs> it's hard to do that though if you put love into something. Just let them let them play a bit. You can't be too precious with a game. If it loves you, we'll come back. <laughs> Anyway, all right. Um, I'm okay, done with that. <sighs> yeah. You review whatever piece of shit it was you've done. Ah, actually, actually, something I enjoyed. Um, <laughs> so I, uh, um, I recently bought my Nvidia Shield over, and we did a stream. You remember that? Yeah. And because of my Nvidia Shield, I can watch 4K stuff on Netflix now. Remember that? Possibly. Yeah, you don't have a 4K telly, so no, you don't. You boom. Who watches 4K? Jessica stuff? Jones, bitches. 4K Jessica Jones. Anyway, um, I recently had some spare time but in between Fallout and Black Ops 3. I know, spare time. Who's heard of that? <laughs> Banter. Yes. Mm. Witticisms. So I watched the entirety of three seasons of uh, Video Game High School. Video Game High School. Have you heard of this? No. Okay, Video Game High School is a sitcom based around... Have you heard of this? Have you heard of this? Have you... <laughs> uh, Video Game High School is a sitcom based around the idea that there's a school that uh, trains the best video game players to go out and be pros within the world. It's made by a website... Pro video game players. Yes. It's made by a website, I can't remember which website, but basically this kid... It's going to be a Maker Studios thing, isn't it? Maybe, I don't know. But this kid is, um, he's at home, he's playing a Call of Duty style game. What's nice is when they're playing games in the environments, instead of having like a really shit, you know, like, you know what you're expecting, like reboot style graphics where they're playing oh, the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. Instead, they've actually just got the people running around playing like a paintball style game which you think looks awful but they actually like so instead of a video game they filmed people yeah running around as shooting if it's a game other. yeah and when they like get playing shot cosplay Splatoon or something yeah when they get like shot then there are just pixels oh. so it's like blue and red oh. going to the team so it's a lot better than it sounds that's the problem it's a really hard thing to quantify and put into words that does it star YouTube to... celebrities no Actually, one. No, it has one. You know the yes. uh, head chef, the big guy from uh, from Epic Meal Time. Yeah, Harley Mornstein. Harley Mornstein. He plays the the. the of course, he is. He plays the uh, high school. Uh, oh, they're sellouts. He plays the uh, <laughs> high school principal. It's actually really funny yeah. though. It's really funny. They're, this kid locks he's in into thinking, a pres- isn't he? he's in that Kevin Smith film. Yeah, Moose Jaws and Tusk. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's actually quite a funny program. I wasn't expecting anything from it. This was something that came out of left field because I was literally just lazing around playing with my hedgehog, watching TV, and I was like, what am I going to fucking watch? Put this on, and um, I ended up streaming the whole series in one night. It's only like 25 minutes to a half hour per episode, three hours, just busted out, done. And um, yeah, I was really surprised. There's character development, there's um, a structure, there's some really nice little in-references... You've got characters that are complete slobs that act just like those gamers you know that sit in their rooms and criticise games that they've never played. Oh, yeah. You know, all that shit's in there. And like when they're angry that Fallout maybe didn't get a Tom Atkins. Yeah, yeah. It only got a Mel Gibson. It should have got a Tom Atkins. Well, Mel Gibson is actually two below Tom Atkins. Yeah. There's a couple of levels. It's there. outrageous. How, it's like a, how can they say that? But before it's released, they know how what score that game should get. It's like, it's like if, if I was to put numbers, the closest I could put it is like an like an eight but I don't use numbers because I just don't feel like you can't count no it's not that it's just I don't feel like numbers you're dyslexic 
dyslexia. <laughs> I've got dyslexia in which I constantly produce. I'm more taxative. You're autistic. Yeah. Which means, it means you can't write very well. I can't make eye contact with people, but I can play music beautifully. Oh, lovely. <laughs> lovely. No, you're, you're thinking of alt piano. <laughs> but, um, no, it's, uh, it's really funny. Really good. Great little references. It's stupid where it needs to be stupid. It's got just loads of shit in there. It's really worth watching. It's something you'd probably really enjoy. I, I didn't get all of the references and the stuff I didn't like. Really like the final episode. There's mm. like, they stage a massive... I'm not going to tell you the, the why it's happening narratively. But they stage one of those... You know when you're playing an FPS game on a little console and you go to PC and they've got like 64 player battles? Oh, yeah. They stage one of those with a all the people party. that you've seen. Yeah, yeah you and don't like, have LAN parties these days. You probably didn't grow up with them. Yeah, I did. Halo. <laughs> you remember the original Halo? Not real LAN party, so is it? Play? Shut up. Um, so, yeah, they have like this big 64 player battle and you get all these people that you've watched over the last three series will come in and it's really interesting. It's really fun. Um, but... So much of it is genius. One of the nice things is uh, the second series introduces... Have you seen John Dies at the end? No, I need to the watch film. that. Uh, the guy plays... That. The guy did uh, Bubba Hotep, wasn't it? Yeah. The guy yeah. plays David Wong, who's the writer of the book. Yeah. He uh, he is uh, in it as the villain of season two and three, and he's really funny. It's really mm. interesting. I need to watch it. But all in all, yeah, Video Game High School. Uh, there's enough in there that it'll keep you entertained. If you're not massively into video games, it would help if you had that knowledge... And yeah. some of the jokes may go over your head if you don't. Talking to you, Ant, I know you're not that knowledgeable in video games. I know, I know you don't. Uh, you've not played many. No. You know, there's not walls and walls. I'm looking forward to playing Rise of Tom Brader. Yeah, I'm looking forward to Rise of Tom Brader. Tom Brader. Oh, you're talking about the, I'm yeah. talking about the abortion video. The only thing is, I wish video game developers were brave enough to make a Tom Brader game with a female protagonist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so am I. Unshirted. Unshirted. In which yeah. a topless man attacks women in the street. And then cries sexist when they when they don't look at him. Oh. Semen facial. Semen facial. The new shoe mob. Coming soon to 3DS. Tracy kisses. Semen facial. <laughs> ah! Oh, my skin feels so replenished. Ah! Ah! Not in the eyes. Ah! Kill shot. Kill shot. <laughs> Just gotta rub the screen. Yeah. Down. <laughs> Flick. Fatality. <laughs> Spider Man. Now rub the screen. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, all in all, Video Game High School, really, really great series. And uh, yeah, should I title this episode "Tracy Kisses Female Semen yeah. Facial"? <laughs> Tracy Kisses Semen Facial. For new 3DS. I'm getting so many donations in the face. For new 3DS. Oh my god! When you're a single mother of two and you have to get your friend to come in a pot, you really just got you hit rock bottom, haven't you? Don't worry, the one of kids is eight in like three, four years. Yeah, you'll be able to donate as well. Mm. <laughs> oh my god, that's fucking grim. Oh god, and that's forever. That's etched somewhere forever. Like, Five hundred thousand people know give about that, that kid now. Seven years, and he's gonna kill himself. <laughs> gonna be like, yeah. Hey, how's your mum doing? I'm, I'm gonna like, be over to donate mommy, later. What semen? Ah, mommy, why does my math teacher keep saying he's giving you a donation? <laughs> <laughs> mommy, mommy, what's that rash on your cheek? <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> oh god. Yeah. No. Anyway. Um. Yeah. Video game high school. Uh. I kind of want to give it to Tom Atkins, but I'm not gonna. It's not. It's not that good. It's gonna get Brendan Fraser. There's loads of shit in there that's like contextual. You'll need to know that information and you'll need to have watched quite closely in other episodes to get it all um, but yeah no, all in all really great 
Did not expect it to be as good as it was. I was expecting it to be really shit. And I tried watching it before when I was drunk. And I got yeah. home at like four in the morning. When I used to live in Guildford, I got home at four in the morning, turned on Netflix, tried watching video game high school. And I just remember going into the bathroom, having a wank and then going to sleep. Fair enough. And I didn't watch any of the episode. I remember people shooting at each other. But um, I, I didn't even get around to telling the plot. Yeah, basically this kid accidentally kills like this pro gamer who's having an interview on TV. Because pro gamers are a big thing in this universe. And uh, well, they're not in ours. Not really. Uh, but he's... Uh, <laughs> not in real life. Not in Korea. Um, any outside Korea. Or, or America. Yeah, you're kidding yourself if you're not in Korea. Or a very particular area in London. Total Biscuit likes him, though. Yeah, there you go. He's um, got his own pro sports team. Jesus Christ. Game, pro gamer team, so... I'd call them the, the They've Biscuit. all got names like friggin' Dryad and really? Rensor or some shit oh, like Jesus. that. Jesus. I would just call them the Biscuit Dippers. Logos. Selection shit. Box. The Selection Box. And you'd have, you'd have Custard finger, Cream. Finger. finger yeah. Custard Cream. Bourbon. Finger. Ring. <laughs> bourbon. Jammy Dodger. Mm, yeah. He's a quick one. Yeah, he's a quick one. <laughs> Jammy Dodger. Bourbon's the black one. Yeah. <laughs> and there's After Eight. Rice cracker. He never really fit in being Rice Chinese. Racist. <laughs> yeah. He's God. half white, half Chinese. We're this, close. We're this close to having an 80s film about a team of underdogs. Um. <laughs> Alright, anyway. So, yeah. Um, yeah, this kid accidentally kills a guy. who's he, he jumps into a server to show everyone how hot shit he is. And uh, this kid goes up against him. And the kid is... Um, in the moment that, that this guy is called the law... He's, uh, and the, the, the hero of the story is Brian D. But he's, uh, the law finds him in the game and he's like, oh, look what I can do. And obviously, because it's people interacting in an actual environment, mm. it's not like a video game where you pull a pin on a grenade. He pulls a grenade out of his pocket and puts it on his head without pulling the pin or anything. And he goes and walks away so that he can shoot the grenade on the kid's head and make it explode. It's, again, it's one of those things where video games can do anything. It's one of those magic style universes. Yeah. But, um, and uh, and as the kid comes back in, he finds himself in that situation, and he quickly moves his head so the grenade drops down, pulls the pin, lobs it, or no, sorry, he moves his head so it falls down before it goes off, kicks it towards the guy, pulls his gun out, and shoots it as it's near this guy, and the guy gets owned on TV, and everyone's like, "Who is this Brian D guy?" Which is his username online, <laughs> and he gets invited into the into the video game high school, and he falls in love, and you know the guy that he's faced off against, the law is his handle. He's like, oh my god! Oh, so he's just dread. No, but he can't say. But he he's keeps the saying, law. "I am the law." He can't say he, that. He does he's keep not... saying that. That's part of the joke. Oh, he can't say that. He's not like. He's like, "I am the law," and then uh, towards the end, there's like a sponsored team of gamers, and they get they basically say, "Oh, the law is our copyrighted material, so you can't be the law anymore. Oh. You're too old." So they get a younger guy to be the law. Law versus the law. <laughs> But uh, no, all in all, it's, it's really, really good. As I said, Brenda Fraser, solid Brenda Fraser from the Mummy. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really recommend it. I, I can't recommend it enough to you personally because you'll probably fucking love the shit out of it. I'll watch it and I'll be like, this is shit. No, you'll watch it. And you'll be like, this is shit for the first two episodes. You'll be like, oh, I fucking hate this. I'm kind of liking this. Mm. And then by season three, you'll be like, eh. I need to watch Master of None. No, I've watched all of that and it's good. It's yeah, great. To watch it. Master of None. We don't even need to review. Masters of None is like one of those programs where you know it's great because Aziz Ansari, he's he has cultivated a great, great um, stable of friends. He's a really clever guy as well, but his stand-up is nowhere near as good as this series is written. Yeah. So you can tell there are so many people need involved. To watch in it. This. Should probably get try and watch it before Jessica Jones starts. I'll tell you what. Masters of None gets a solid Tom Atkins. Yeah. Yeah. Watch that yeah. show. Ugh. That's silly. Yeah, I know. Right, my third review yep. is for 
reviewed three. The Dark, reviewing. Darksiders two. Definitive edition. Darksiders two. Dark Side of the Moon. Definitive edition. Um, Dark Side of the Moon. It's out on consoles and PC, and it's basically you play as War. They call it a remaster. It's not War. It's Death. You play War. War was in the first one. You play as War in Zelda. No. It's a remaster of the original of the previous game that was on Xbox 360 and PS3. And I say remaster, just looks a bit nicer. I'm going to say I'm bitter because they didn't give me a copy. Well, they asked for it and they said, here, you have one. Um, But yeah, it's basically the same game it always was with a new rendering engine and all this sort of stuff. The PC version, it renders in 1080p, it says, but the game started up in 720. Um, which is really weird and there's no option menu at the start of the game before you start it to change the graphical settings you have to do it in game exit and reload the game to get the graphical settings to take Um, and whilst it is the same really good adventure RPG type game with um, really nice artwork and all this sort of stuff the PC performance is a little bit on the shoddy side of things Um, apparently the PS3 PS4 and Xbox One versions run at 30 frames per second locked so it doesn't go up to 60. Even though it's like a last-gen game, they should be able to do that easy, but they don't. Um, the PC version, you can probably get 60 frames per second easy with a decent, moderately decent card. I've got a 750 Ti, and most of the time, it'll hover sort of around 50 to 60 for me. Yeah. And I've got the shadows down to a minimum, yeah. and I've got anti-aliasing on medium, but there's no other settings in the graphics other than that. Like, V-Sync is there, and... Um, like you can change the resolution but that's it it's really basic bare bones graphical settings on there Mm. Um, but the performance is really shaky like it'll drop down as low as like 40 something sometimes for me and I've not got it on the top settings and I'm playing on a PC that I can play Metal Gear Solid 5 on full settings yeah like you don't think it's optimised then no it's not particularly well optimised the thing is I'm really liking it I'm holding off doing a video just yet it might not be out before this is done because they've got a patch in beta and everyone who's trying out the patch is saying that it's a lot better with this new patch. Would you say the the patch has made it a lot better? No, that's a silly. Thing. <laughs> Don't yeah. say stuff like that. Oh my god, it's made yeah. it so much better. Um, I think they're holding off releasing it until they figured out what's causing a crash when you meet one of the characters later on. Janet Reno's there's a um, there's a bit where you meet a character for part of the story, and apparently person. the game crashes at this point. Really? So yeah, but people have managed to find a way that if you do another mission, it will let you go past that. That kind of makes so, me excited to try and break the game. But it's um it's still an extremely solid action RPG game. Really nice combat. Would you say it's nice dense climbing. with features? What? what? Why has it got to be dense with features? It's a Darksiders, man. Oh, I played the first one. Yeah. Do you remember the first game? Yeah. I like it. I played the second one as well. I've got the second I've one. I've got the second one on Xbox. Yeah, I've got the second yeah. one on Xbox 360. I was given it, to, given it by uh, someone who used to work for THQ. Yeah. Um, I tried stealing their big foam sword as well that they had on display for this game. What? You can't just steal their swords. Oh, I was going to. They closed down. The head office isn't working. I was walking around the head office after they closed. Oh. I knew someone who did security over there, so I just got to walk around the place. and I was going to steal the big foam sword, but there were cameras everywhere. Oh. Should have just taken it. They probably wouldn't care. No, no, they wouldn't. (laughs) Can you imagine me trying to get back to fucking my house with a big old foam sword? (laughs) (laughs) Just chasing after police. (laughs) Fuck the po-po! <laughs> I am the Reaper. You're not allowed to say that. What Popo? Yeah, five o. You're not allowed to say Popo. Why? Because it's racist. Why is it racist? Because you're being a racist against who? Against black people who are allowed to say Popo. Michael Bay told us that in Transformers. Remember okay. how moment... a kids' film called Transformers had a line. Michael Bay is a hate-filled man. Yeah, 
Have you seen how he treats? What was what was it? With, what was with it in Transformers Four where Mike, Mark Wahlberg goes up to a gay man? Yeah, who hates his dad. And then another guy who almost hits him with his car because he's driving and Mark Wahlberg is running across a fucking road. No, he crashes a plane, a spaceship into the ground. Does he? And then I gets mean, out and drinks a beer and tells the yeah, guy to get he lost. He steals the beer out of the guy's car, steals the limited edition aluminium Budweiser bottle, pops the top and starts drinking in front of the guy, then spits it on the ground because I assume it's disgusting. Yeah. And throws the bottle down and he's like, what's your driving? But he says it in a more stabby Korean man in the eyes way. It's horrible. Mark Wahlberg's a monster. That film's terrible. TJ Miller's in that. He's so much better than that film. Evidently not. No, he is. He's just not better than money. No. That's the problem. Have you been watching Shia LaBeouf watching his films? I like Shia LaBeouf again. <laughs> is that weird that I like Shia LaBeouf again? <laughs> He's terrible. It's kind of humanised him a little uh, bit, hasn't it? Have you heard about people going and sitting next to him? He lets people sit next to him. Do they? Oh. Yeah. Someone passed him a note that just said, just do it on it. Oh, <laughs> and about he just stared at it, and then there was photos of him whilst watching Even Stevens, and he was cracking up. Yeah, he was really enjoying it because mm. Even Stevens the movie was like the first, the last one they showed, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh, anyway, I'd hang out with Shire and watch Even Stevens. I'm just glad it was over. Probably he had to get through three Transformers films. He yeah, was in. that's true. I like Shia LaBeouf again. I don't know mm. why. Is that weird? Plagiarising Toss Pot who threatens to kill his girlfriend. He's a fucking he's a nut job. He's a but that's what happens cock. when you're a kid who gets given all the money. Yeah. Anyway, you review your thing. Shia LaBeouf? You reviewed something. Oh, yeah, I'm going to review Divinity Original Sin. No on one played that. The Xbox One. Again. Because I'm. Didn't you review that last. Did you review that last time? Did I review that last I time? I can't remember. Just get on with it. One sec. Did I review this last time? People! People! For a moment, please, lend me your ears. I'll tell you a tale, a story, if you would, about some stuff that happened to me once. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playground is where I spent most of my days. Chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cooling, all shooting some people outside the school. I didn't review it last time. Ah, <sighs> okay. So Divinity Original Sin is a old school RPG in the vein of Massive Chalice and Baldur's Gate, sort of mashed together. It's a non-linear storyline in which you explore a world. Riddled by magic and mystery. And you selecting one of 16 different classes, I believe. 16. 16. Go, God. Go on an adventure to try and solve your world's woes with a friend. Um, Will you succeed? Don't know yet because I haven't finished it. (laughs) I'm going to assume you do. I assume you do as well. Well, if you do well enough. Yeah. Because you remember Final Fantasy, if you levelled up Fucking old stabby McBitch pants. What? Who's the girl that dies in Final Fantasy VII? She gets stabbed through the Spoilers. chest. Spoilers. By Jesus. <laughs> Eris. She finds religion. Eris gets killed by Sephiroth. Eris gets killed by Sephiroth. Yeah. And you'll remember Sephiroth as and being... And then the music goes ding, ding, ding. No. You'll remember ding, Sephiroth ding, as being the main villain from the ding, Final ding, Fantasy ding, movie. Ding, ding, the Spirits ding, Within. That film's... What? <laughs> <laughs> it was Advent Children I know it was Advent Children and that film was shit oh my god it got you back into the game though didn't it look at you look at you ready to go Advent Children was alright it's fucking terrible it's not it's not it's, it's pretty... awful did you like Spirits Within though I think it's an alright sci-fi movie yeah Spirits Within was fine it's not a good Final Fantasy movie no but it, it the animation cinema, was man. incredible yeah, at the it. time I was like holy shit look at those real people I was the one who went to see that in the cinema that was the first film to make Steve Buscemi look human yeah Anyway, you were reviewing... <laughs> I was reviewing Divinity Original Sin. It's an excellent game. 
Um, it makes you remember there was a time when things had a lot more depth, but didn't look as pretty. I'm not saying it's not a pretty game, it's quite nice looking, but my god, compare this to Witcher 3 and you're looking at dog shit to caviar. Witcher 3? Witcher 3, which I've stopped playing because it deleted my fucking save game, didn't it? You cunt. Uh, I'm never playing it again. Never playing The Witcher 3 again. As much as I loved Aww. playing it, the whole time I played it, got so close to the end, and then what happened? It deleted my save. Deleted you got the cloud save. storage on that. Yeah, deleted off the cloud storage as well, really? somehow. Yeah, oh. it just disappeared. I had hours and hours sunk into that game, and I was just about to finish it, and it fucking deleted my save, so I'm never playing it again. No. Um, but, Divinity Original Sin, I will play again, probably. I don't think you even actually said anything about the game. Uh, I think you'll find I did. I wasn't paying attention. It's a top-down RPG with turn-based battle systems. Top-down? What is this? The Super Nintendo? (laughs) The SNES. SNES? The SNES. SNES. The Mooga Drive and the SNES. And the NES. And the Mr. System. Anyway. Or Genesis. Genesis. No, Mega Drive was the Genesis. Super Fannycom. Yours Fannycom. And the Fannycom. What are you talking about? PC family? <laughs> Engines are popping? I don't know anymore. I've lost my fucking mind. Uh, okay, fine. Ultima 3. What? What? What about Ultima 3? <laughs> it was a medieval-based RPG game within a series of sci-fi RPG games. That Ultima's had... not a sci-fi RPG. Ultima's all medieval RPGs. No. Created by Richard Garriott, Lord British. No. No, I think you'll find Ultima 1 and, 3, 1 and 2 had sci-fi elements built in. No, they're yeah. all medieval. No, they're not. It's only three that's medieval. You're thinking of fantasy style. No, I'm not. Stop. Don't do this. Because I fucking... Sometimes you know more than me when it comes to video games. And I, I believe you. There's a yeah. moment of niggling doubt. You told me I know nothing, though. You know nothing, Jon Snow. Anyway, you dumb. No. Not really reviewing I Divinity. I give this a... Give this a Ron Perlman. That's like two full seconds of silence you put in there. Yep. It's the sound <sighs> of silence. it down to make you sound witty. That is our... That's our little... Uh, that's our little uh, ode to the Beach Boys. Anyway. Ron yeah. Perlman. So Ron Perlman. It's a Ron Perlman. It's, uh, it's got a lovely bit of makeup on it, which makes it look more human. Some people would say. I mean, you've seen Ron Perlman in real life as opposed to Hellboy. Hellboy he looks, is what he looks like in real life. He looks more human than Hellboy. Hmm. <laughs> but no, it's a it's a Ron Perlman. It's it's a really gra- yeah, great. I've seen act. Ron Perlman in real life. I met him. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a really great. It's game. like my Hellboy DVD. It's much, like looking into a mirror. Much like only not. Much like Ron Perlman, it's a really great actor. Sometimes just needs a lick of paint to make it that character. And uh, this has character. This has great great moments I just I'm trying to find that point and I don't know if this is a fault of the game or a fault of my own I'm trying to find that point that that sort of grabs me and makes it so that I'm on that adventure because so far I've found stuff that makes it a functional video game makes it a functional narrative and I'm following the story but I'm not I'm not being pulled along by I'm not being you know compelled to continue I'm being more I'm forcing myself a little bit to continue Oh. You know, like buying Amiibos? Bought another one. Everyone loves Amiibo. What Amiibo did you buy this Ike. time? Ike. You know, you're going to use Ike. He's like a fiver. Uh, you're not going to use him. Yeah, it's like a fiver, though. Someone will buy that for a tenner. I've got the only Amiibos that matter. 
villager and Mr. Game and what? There's a dildo on a fucking on a letter holder. What? There's a dildo on one of those spiky letter holders. What are you talking about, amiibo? If you put that on your Wii, all you're gonna get a jizzy wheeze. It's the Tracy Kiss <laughs> amiibo. <laughs> You have to put yeah. your face right up to the gamepad. Yeah. And you have to rub it in. Yeah. After you've jizzed all over it. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> it's, your, it's your Tracy Kiss facial applicator. Yeah. <laughs> got to shake it on the gamepad. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with that woman? <laughs> I'm an attractive woman who needs people to donate semen. <laughs> I can't I can't get it the traditional method so instead I have someone put in a little well, she cup said, she did say that she prefers direct delivery <laughs> she mm-hmm. Amazons her jizz yeah. every day why would you not just have someone come in your face I'm going to convince her that feces on your face is give a good idea give her a idea. blowy or get her to give you a blowy so like why would you not just be like oh you know what I can't get the semen so I've run out of cups yeah like, I can't get the semen free anymore I've got to put something in or I'm just I'm not really gaining I'm not really doing anything I'm just sort of getting given jizz to throw in my face maybe if I find someone I could be a, be in a relationship with for more than I assume three years because that's how old her last child was mm. giving a jizz in my face I've got nothing against single mothers I think they're incredibly strong women and they're, they're you know often they have to they should probably not post videos on the internet of showing them rubbing spunk in their yeah, face yeah that's, that's just it like you know like how some fashion bloggers are like alright my life's all about fashion they've got a persona online yeah. But then you cut to someone who's chucking jizz on their face they're like, I'm a fashion blogger with two children. It's like, look, just try and get this away from your kids for their safety. There's a for video a couple good. of before where she's with her kids. I know, and just like keep them separate from it. Keep them at least 20 videos away from the yeah, scene I, one. <laughs> I'm not saying, I'm not saying you can't have a family and have a YouTube thing, but make it a YouTube personality. Don't make that, when you're opening your real life up to that stuff and you're putting your kids at risk of being bullied... Yeah. Because can you imagine? It's not going to be the kids that do it. It'll be the adults that go like, "Your mum's the one who put jizz on her face. <laughs> Your mum's the one who covered her face in my cum. She had light, light, lovely tight cheeks. <laughs> She's not only- after I was done with her. <laughs> after, after I was done with her, no amount of semen or either rosy cheeks on that. It's fucking grim. Oh my god! But it's just it's people, short-sighted people trying to be famous, isn't it? I I fully respect people that are single parents. I. I can't believe that there are people that could do that. Don't rub spunk on your face on the it's internet. Just don't rub spunk on your face on the internet. Unless that's your profession. Unless you're a yeah. porn star and you're getting paid a load of money for it. Yeah, like, if you're not getting paid a load of money, you're just rubbing spunk on your face. got 500,000 views. I yeah, figured... on one video. That would get, hang on, roughly somewhere in the region about 240 quid. So... Completely worth it. Maybe. But, yeah, just God. Does that not seem insane to you? Like, the stuff that people are willing to do and then openly admit to, like... Well, it's not even openly admitting to having children because you've got nothing to admit to, but openly... Having your life on track, it's like having a raw nerve. She's going to be getting exposed. funny looks in Sainsbury's, like from all the other mums this week. See that I don't agree with. I don't agree with people disparaging her. I'm just I'm more worried that like her kids will get picked on. It's not fair on them. Yeah, you can't. You shouldn't get picked on for your, the actions of your parents. In the name of your father, they better like break out in spots and have really bad skin because otherwise people are going to just assume yeah, she's rubbing spunk in their faces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, that's fucking grim, isn't that's mean. No. Anyway. Ugh. Should I review my last thing? The last review of this week's episode. It's the final countdown. It's not the final countdown. That came out in 1986. No one cares about reviewing that. Do you know what's a better song than the final countdown? Most songs. Different Ways by... uh, Separate Ways. Separate Ways by Journey. Yeah, Worlds Apart by Journey, yeah. Yeah. Which has the greatest music video ever made. Dun, 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 dun. 
Yeah, with the whole friggin' dockside. Here thing. I am. I want to start people going around docks filming their own version of that. Should we do one? Just like the keyboard on the wall. Yeah. Fucking amazing. It's a great song, isn't it? Separate ways between us. Fucking. Oh, yeah. 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 Anyway. I'm not going to review separate ways. But I'm going to review something that has something to do with a guy who has no idea when to hit a high note or not. Okay, all right. Yeah. There's no reason to waste your last review on being mean to me, is there? No, I'm talking about the film Spectre, which includes a song by Sam Smith, who has no idea what key his music's meant to be in. Oh, God, I've heard that song like 60 it's, times. I don't I like it. I envy the deaf. Yeah, I like the title sequence attached to it. That seems to be a common theme with the Daniel Craig Bond films for me. Great title sequences. Yeah. So Chris Cornell's... I didn't like the Chris Cornell song. I like the title sequence. I really like Casino Royale. I like the Adele song. What? (laughs) Yeah, I actually quite like the Adele song. It suits James Bond. You're a terrible person. It's a James Bond song. You're a terrible person. But anyway, Spectre. Spectra. um, Follows on and basically manages to... James Bond fights Drax the Destroyer. Yeah, he fights Drax the Destroyer. Mr. Hinks by David Hughes. But anyway... I'm afraid. I'm afraid. What it effectively is, is it's taken the plot thread set up in the previous three Bond films. Well, more importantly, the plot thread set up in Casino Royale and Quantum of Solace that they seem to drop in Spectre in Skyfall entirely. Do you see what it ethically is? No, what what they set up, what they essentially set up. (laughs) Whatever, I can't remember what I said. I said words. (laughs) But you remember how they had this whole thing where there's a secret organisation called Quantum? Yes. And then when Skyfall came around, there was not a single mention of Quantum at all. Um, what they basically Except said, for the ring. Well, yeah, but you didn't see the ring in this one. It was a different ring, wasn't it? It was some thing. Yeah, the octopus on it. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe they hinted that in Skyfall. Oh, yeah, because he had the thingy, didn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but anyway, this he one... Was like, he was like, I'm going to go back to the house. He's like, oh, what's this picture of? Oh, it's a man, man's finger wearing a ring. Yeah. It's pretty gay. <laughs> anyway. As in happy. I'm Spectre, happy this picture exists. Spectre, as the name might imply, is Not James Bond discovering... Homosexuals. I like discovering homosexuals. Spectre. The actual organisation. They're really nice to me. And the links it has with very with his life. So Bond's been just shh. All right. Bond. (laughs) Bond is doing his usual thing of not telling his bosses what he's up to and going off killing people around the world. Is he bonding with people? No, as you would assume by James Bond. Um, but it turns out he's been given one last mission by Judy Dench. Was his name originally Um, James Loctite? No, he's she's left a video which was like Bond. You need to find this guy Sicario, and like. Murder the fuck out of him. Did you watch Scream 2? I'm not watching Scream 2. Or Scream 3 with Randy. What? <laughs> You're in a trilogy, man! Anyway. <laughs> You've got to watch okay. out for Trying to explain what happens in Spectre. Sorry. Um, I've opened up a window on here. Shit. What was it window? Oh, uh, there's some blocks. That's okay. It's Sniffs. not messed up anything. Anyway. Right. So, Bond kills some guy in Mexico. Causes a bit of an international incident. Is it's the Jose? Day of the Dead. No, it's Sakai. I just said. It's caused a bit of an incident because he went and kind of blew up a building and also almost crashed a helicopter into a crowd of a few thousand people in the day. <laughs> Not exactly the stealthiest Bond work he's ever done. <laughs> but he killed the guy. Listen, before I go on this mission, I'm going to need some equipment. Okay, what do you need? I need a gun. Okay. I need a laser watch. Okay. I need six martinis <laughs> in a pint glass. Anyway. Please. So Bond's killed this guy. He's been told he can't be a double agent right now. I'm going to ride the helicopter. What's going on <laughs> is MI6 and MI5 are being merged together yep. and they're going to be taken over by this organisation called CNS or something. MI6. Who are basically... Which you is know how, five and six. You know how David Cameron's big plan is to monitor everything we do forever? No, that wasn't the Doctor's plan. David Cameron's plan. David Tennant. <laughs> David Cameron, the Prime Minister. James Cameron. Basically, <laughs> the villains in this film, their Terminator entire plot, plot 
is James Cameron is David Cameron's current plan to monitor everything we do everywhere yes. constantly all the time. Wait, wait. Do they have a comically sized large amount of like hard drives to store all the data? No, they've got a shitload of computer screens and people staring at them though. In a secret base in the middle of nowhere. Do they know that in Parliament it's just going to be people watching a ton of porn? Yeah, like, probably. Yeah, there's anyway. so much porn, so much hentai. So the whole idea is the whole film <laughs> carries on with the themes from the previous ones, where it's like, does MI6 have a place in society today? Does the Bond-style spy work when really we can just sit at a computer and just press buttons and look at things? You know, fire a drone from the other side of the world and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, but the whole thing builds towards Bond discovering Spectre as an organisation that exists that the head of Spectre, this is someone called Franz Obenheimer, who's from Bond's past. His brother? Half-brother. Spoilers. On his mum or his dad's side? Neither. His mum and dad died, remember? Yeah. We established that in the last film. He was placed with another family. Okay. So it's like they're... They lived Does together. Does he meet his brother in this one? No, but it's sort of like he calls him his brother because they grew up together. Oh, so that's sort of very stuff. sweet. But he's the head of Spectre. That's Wait, a bad is, thing. Is one of them far more char- charismatic than than Daniel? Well, one Craig. of them's Christoph Waltz. So oh shit. So yeah. So he's getting another Oscar. <laughs> well, Christoph Waltz doesn't do his. Uh, well, he does a little bit of his maniacal. Hello, I'm enjoying hurting people type thing. Yeah. But he's not like as far gone as he is in most of the films he's in. Is, he holds it back it's a little funny bit. funny you say this, because I truly think... <laughs> I love his voice. But um, the film as a whole, it's nicely shot. Not as well shot as Skyfall, but Skyfall was Roger Deakins shooting it, and he's probably the best cinematographer. I know who that is, but I remember there was an underwater shot that made me want to vomit. It was crap. Skyfall's amazing. Shut it's your not mouth. amazing. It's it really boring. It's a great film. You're a terrible Home Alone film. 5. You don't know anything about films. It's Home Alone 5. No, Home Alone 5 exists. What? There's already a Home Alone 5. No. Yes, there is. Shut up. Yes, there is. Who it's made a Christmas it? one. Came really? out a couple of years ago. They're all Christmas well, ones. Well, whatever. It was a Home Alone film came out a few years ago. Anyway, um, this one's shot by Hoyt, Hoyt Van Hoytema, who's the guy who shot um friggin' really slow-moving film that came out a while ago. I forgot the name of Volks. Was it Lance von Trober film? No, he shot... Was it a uh, film. Werner Herzog film? No. Name is Very Herzog. big name film. Anyway, I, I, I had so, a big back once and it made me want to vomit. <laughs> the Spectre's like, it feels a lot more like some of the older Bond films where it's a bit more action adventure focused and wait, a bit wait. more stunt focused. No, not waiting, you keep interrupting. Timothy Dalton. Yeah, I'm saying the things. No, like more Pierce Brosnan. Oh, uh, that's not old. Like, it's got sort of like, when I say older, I mean the previous, like, because uh, yeah. the Skyfall ends with a situation where you're like, the next Bond film could be a very traditional Bond film. Okay. Because it ends with MI6 there with Money Penny with M and all this sort of stuff. Like, My- feels a lot like The Office from the original James Bond films that he's going into and all this sort of stuff. You got Dwight, you got um, Tim, you got Pam. No, that's not that office. You got Michael. But, um,. He shot Interstellar. That's what he shot. Okay. Hoyt Van Hoytamer and her. Oh. Yeah. The uh, computer movie. Yeah, he's got a great eye for dialogue scenes and yeah. just strange stuff, but action's not his forte. What is so the it kind of set, falls down. set dressing? Because often these films live and die by the by creating that image. You know, like it's that pseudoscience that that in between the 50s and some ethereal time that doesn't exist where gadgets exist alongside men wearing three-piece suits and things like that does it get that almost pseudo 50s vibe it's got a lot of different feels to it man yeah when you get to the Spectre's layer sort of not really at the end of the film because it doesn't end there there's more stuff going on in London Mm. after that but um, Spectre's layer is very sort of a building in the middle of nowhere with all this ridiculously high-tech interiors going on and all this sort of stuff, big white panel walls and 
black yeah. chairs and everyone's wearing the same uniform. They've all got swivel around chairs and all this sort of stuff, big screens. It feels like a Bond that's location. Cool. It's not like a massive location though, because I think that's something that's been missing from the Daniel Craig films. I kind of, I kind of want that volcano base one day. They feel a bit vapid, don't they? They don't have the same. That's not what vapid is. No, no, but I know that <laughs> you want more substance. That's, that's I want cheesy and kitschy. Yeah, I I want more. Uh, I want more depth to them. They feel a bit. I like the Bond for Craig films, though. Apart I really like Casino Royale. Quantum Solace is terrible. Always <laughs> say that, yeah, Quantum Solace is terrible. I always say that Casino Royale is a great Bond yeah. film. Skyfall didn't feel like Bond to me. It's a Bond film. That's a pure Bond film. It didn't really feel like Bond because Bond was running at one point, and I know that he runs in a lot of films. But it's always like a, it's always like a first act thing that he's running. Yeah. And then the second act, he's researching. The third act, he's taking the fight to the bad guy. In Skyfall, it felt like the first act was him taking the fight to someone, the second act was him researching and then being defeated, and then the third act, he was on the run. And it felt a bit like a reverse version of Die Another Day. My like with Skyfall is that it constantly gets smaller and smaller, the set pieces mm. build down until you've got this tiny little... I mean, it ends in a one-room building. It does, too. Tiny little thing. It just gets smaller and smaller, and it looks amazing. Mm. Well, that's one of the things I'd agree with you on that. Like, stuff like the... The, the special effects as well there's not so much digital shit in there yeah which I really appreciate in a Bond I do film. like the um, 1960s Aston Mine which is in the new film they're trying to repair it he kind of left it in a bit of a spate and cues all sort of like I told you to bring it back in one piece Didn't not one it? piece he trashed the shit out yeah. of it he got blown up I don't um, like I don't like the idea of Q having like a video diary to come back to because that's just a way of bringing <laughs> Judy Dench back not Judy Dench uh, Maggie Smith no not Maggie Smith it was Judy Spit Dench was, it was Judy, yeah. Judy Dench no this wasn't a video diary thing. it was literally that um, she had sent Bond a message that she had recorded while she was at Skyfall ah, okay. for him just saying look this is all going to go wrong find this guy and kill him hmm. um but yeah, it's the Batista's quite silent as Mr. Hinks, as you expect. He has a dual reference to Jaws in there, both the character and the film. The thumbs, you yeah. told me about it. He only uses them once. He wears gloves <laughs> the rest of the film. He's like Wolverine um, for two seconds. There's a car chase sequence. There's one car chase which I thought was kind of dull. He's driving around the Aston Martin DB10. It's the DB10 advert. Yeah. But later on, there's a car chase sequence where in what is almost a Sterling Archer level of... Like ridiculousness, Bond clearly couldn't find a car, yeah. so he chases the cars with a plane and then knocks the wings off with the trees and just races the plane <laughs> down the hill after them and just sideswipes them, just takes them straight out, just smashes the plane straight into them. That's, like, oh, that's incredible. Yeah, that's fun. Um, and the finale is like a big old thing set inside what's left over of the MI6 building, which is the MI5 from, building. From the last one? Yeah. Yeah, where they um, blew it up. It's going to be demolished. Oh, right. Yeah, set for demolition. Because it was an old abandoned train station before, wasn't it? It was like a platform and stuff they had converted. They say. They who say, knows? Yeah, all sorts yeah. of... I've been there. It's all right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> nice building. Really weird. Yeah. I, I, I mean, this is something where I'm on the fence about seeing it or not. Because I've been... I mean, Casino Royale... I think you'll probably enjoy the third act that a lot of people don't like. Really? Because the third act starts getting a little bit more sort of classic campy Bond. Ah, I like that. Yeah. See, I do like that. I um, I hated Pierce Brosnan. Most of Pierce Brosnan's out. out. I like yeah. Pierce Brosnan as a Bond, even though he's a bit blank. I like him as the a Bond. The films are terrible. Goldeneye was incredible. Yeah, Goldeneye's a great film, yeah. But Goldeneye was... My great Timothy uncle worked Dalton. on that. Yeah, it was meant to be for Timothy Dalton, yeah. yeah. Timothy Dalton is in Goldeneye. If Goldeneye was made five years before it was, yeah, it, was it would have been to. more relevant. Hmm. It would have been a better film, I think. Yeah. But it was a great Pierce Brosnan Bond movie, and then the rest were just awful. They were all yeah. CGI. And Casino Royale... Another day. Yeah, that was terrible. <laughs> Casino Royale was all physical, proper effects. Yeah. And then Quantum of Solace, that building explo- exploded towards the end. It hit. 
oh, well, the building that's out in the middle of the desert that's yeah. um, made of entirely flammable explosive objects. And do you know, do you remember why it blows up? Do you remember what was the inciting incident that caused it to blow up? Cigarette. Bond accidentally backs a car into a gas pipe. Nice. Yeah, that's that's what causes the building to blow up. No setup. No, he does plant the bomb. <coughs> no set us up the bomb. He just accidentally bur- drives into a pipe, and then the building starts to set on fire. That's terrible. But the actual scene explodes pretty impressive. But um, Skyfall. It's I so cold I in this Skyfall. cave. Come here. I'll put my jacket around you. You've got a parachute. Yeah. Wrap the parachute around you. I've seen each of the last three Bonds before yeah. this one in the cinema. I mean, even Spectre. I saw it in the cinema and. Mm. I wanted to, uh, no, it's not Spectre. Skyfall. Sorry, Skyfall. I wanted to like Skyfall so much, and I just I couldn't get to it. Couldn't get into it. Stuff like Q going and plugging a fucking laptop that comes from the villain into the main internet and destroying the whole of MI6 essentially. He kind of does that in this film because, um, like, because in this film he's the hacker actor. character. Yeah. But the whole idea, what you know about the film, is about the char- the bad guys. Their entire plan is to um, monitor everything. Yeah. Which is what David Cameron would love to happen right now, including wanting us to get rid of any encryption that he can't break. That his guys can't break, which is basically the purpose of encryption. Yeah. Um, and I love the fact that the entire organization, spoilers for the end of the film, um, is brought down by one guy with a laptop. Like one guy sitting with a laptop brings down their entire system. Like. <laughs> That's basically what's going to happen with our yeah. government. That's what would happen. Like well, would just you, go in and take it. Not to not to jump from your review to real life, but I think that the government—they've done the wrong thing. Yeah, massively. I think that this is going to bring. They don't in... want to read our data the, uh, where we're browsing. They just want our metadata, which is what we're browsing. Yeah. They want they want to know who's downloading stuff, so they can get all that big fat copyright money that they got rid of the chance of getting by introducing their recent legislation that means you can't be prosecuted for copyright laws in the UK <laughs> if the copyright laws are held in America hmm. but now they've changed their mind they want to rat us all out and send it over to them or they want to catch paedophiles which I understand but you're not going to get through Tor browser using encryption data because you just don't have the ability to yet and they want fucking terrorists again Tor browser it's all those horrible people using Tor browser just make it so that when you download Tor Browser in the UK, you're monitored. Don't monitor everyone. What's the fucking point? Uh, it's all a mess. <laughs> but Anonymous will come in and bring them all down, and then the government will be all in fucking disarray, and they'll be like, oh, everyone's doing this and that. It's like, no one's doing any of this. You're just saying that because you don't have the power to monitor anymore. And you don't quite understand no. the world. <laughs> it's a yeah. it's an 80-year-old man explaining the internet to you hmm. after never seeing a computer. Yeah. He's like, well, it's like a book. Nope. It's like a book that you can read. Nope. 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 It's like a phone. Nope. <laughs> it's, it's, it's kind of like a magic wizard. It's like yep, seeing facts. It's like a wizard who can give you everything you want. The internet is a series of... Tu- is not a truck. It's a series of tubes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's a sloosh. Spectre. It's a big sloosh. Spectre. I'm, I'm not giving I'm, away the biggest plot twists in this yet. James Bond is a lady. Yeah. Lady Bond. <laughs> Do you know Bond. the band Bond, the yeah. group with the violins? Well, you know they're the band, all James it's, Bond. It's actually, it's actually not just them. It's also the band James. Yeah, James and Bond. James yeah. and Bond. Yeah. yeah, the bed is on fire. They do a fusion dance. <laughs> fusion ha. But you would you <coughs> of uh, the four the four Daniel Craig Bonds? Where would you rate it? I'd say it's the third best Daniel Craig Bond film, but there's quite a massive gap between Quantum of Solace and this. Yeah, there's a massive I would say if you were to put. Spectre Casino Royale Skyfall Spectre Casino Royale and all that together the three good ones there'd be like an equal gap in quality between each mm. like they're a little bit what you want is a little bit worse than the other Yeah. but no matter what 
Quantum of Solace is Mars Way because it's a pile of shite. It is just it's a shame that my James Bond box set still ends with Quantum of Solace and I haven't bought the Skyfall disc yet. Are they, they going to release the other one for this? It's got well? a space for Skyfall in there'll be enough box. There's always a new box set every time they do it. That's true. But there's a space in there for Skyfall to slot into. Isn't it sad that Jeffrey Wright plays the American, the CIA? He's not been in it for, since Quantum of Solace, has he? No, he was in Skyfall. Was he in Skyfall? Yeah, very briefly. Yeah. Uh, I thought he might be in this one, but obviously not. Yeah, he's busy doing Hunger Games. That's true. Yeah. He's getting that Hunger Games money. Yeah. He ain't going hungry. Yeah, uh, but yeah. No, in regards to Bond, I mean, I'm not going to ask you your order, of your your favourite film so far this year. But if you were to give a top five, just where would this fall? I don't know. I've seen that many films this year. Like stuff like Mad Max has been. Mad Max like, is the number one for fucking yeah. Fury Road. Jesus Christ! Yeah, of course that's number one. But you've seen stuff like Ant Man. Yeah, Ant Man was all right. It's about the same sort of. Yeah, it's decent. Avengers two, the low I'm guessing. Did you like Avengers two? I can't remember what our review was for it. It's all right. I thought it was a mess, but yeah, I just love. I'd probably I, say Scott Spectre's a little above that. Yeah, I just love seeing Captain America be a superhero. Yeah, instead of a super gymnast. Yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it wasn't very good though. And I like Black <laughs> Widow. I like Black Widow. I know that. What was the other big film that was released this summer? Um, it was what was there? It? it was the big summer movies were Mad Max Fury Road, Avengers, Ant Man. Then was there anything else? Yeah, there was something else. Gee, I can't remember anything that got released um, this year, man. <laughs> like, wasn't there a zombie film or something? Magic Mike Part 2. <laughs> Magic Mike XXL. The cracked yeah. joke on that was amazing. The Magic Mike, what, 2,317? This is a sci-fi movie? Yeah. Because <laughs> it's still X's. It's like XXL. I would call it Max Ma- Mad Max 2013 and have it be a film that was... The actual making of the film is set in the 90s. And it's the 90s version of 2013. I just kind of love... What strippers would be like in 2013, according to the 90s. I kind of love (laughs) love Amber Heard in her little gothy Mm. stuff. That's the same reason I watched Three Days to Kill. Just Amber Heard, just Johnny Depp's lady. Sorry, Johnny Depp. I must have been to see a film since Ant-Man came out. You must have been. It's you, you watch all the movies. I don't, really. Come on, they're like, let's... (sighs) Anyway. Yeah, anyway... I mean, I. I'm reserving, Spectre. I'm reserving a space for it. Like, I'm he's hoping. He's got Christoph Waltz in it. I know, and I love Christoph Waltz. I'm yeah. looking forward to seeing him. In, he's not in the Hateful Eight, is he? Yeah, he is. Is he? he? Must be. I don't think he is. It's a Tarantino film, of course I he know. is. Once Maybe. you've been snagged into a Tarantino film, you're in them for life. I saw Kurt Russell in Bone Tom Hawk recently. Yeah. Which I think he only made because he still has the moustache from uh, Hateful <laughs> Eight. Yeah. Bone Tom Hawk is a great film. Yeah. That's a fucking incredible movie. Hmm. If you're looking for a mixture between The Searchers and a horror movie... Bone Tomahawk. Bone Tomahawk. It's fucking incredible. It's probably my favourite film of this year so far. And I know a lot of people would argue with that, but it is great. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's been Chris Apocalypse. It's uh, It's been lovely speaking to you, oh as always. That's if you want to catch us on any of the medias, you can find Ant at, L- at LV54SpaceMonkey on Twitter... You can find him at his website, The Film Dump. Possibly. Or you can catch him by thefilmdump at gmail.com. Myself, I'm Matt. My email for? You can find me at, at Cinemageddon or at Critapocalypse. I'll probably respond to at Critapocalypse more. Um, I sometimes post to a website. Usually not. Mostly I tweet people and do this because, you know, it's life. But uh, we also have a Facebook page. Follow us on Critapocalypse on Facebook. Do we? Critapocalypse Podcast. Never see anything on there. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> You're meant to be managing that. I'm not great at that. Uh, I should probably hand that over to you. No. 
I've got enough. <laughs> but yeah, if there's anything you think that we should review, or if anything you you don't agree with, please shoot us a shoot us a, a tweet or an email, and we will talk to you about it. We're not the kind of people that ignore you. So yeah, that's about it, really. God, that semen facial thing is going to be fucking decades, isn't it? It's just yeah. going to be... They're going to be referencing it on the next episode. It's just not going to go away. But, uh, yeah, I hope you have a great evening or morning or afternoon or whatever the fucking time it is you listen to this. Um, I love you. <laughs> question mark, I guess. <laughs> if uh, if you want to sponsor us, we accept alcohol. <laughs> I want a pepperoni sponsorship. You want semen. He just wants semen for his patients. <laughs> We've got I P.O. Box now. Skin. We've got P.O. Box now. Have it's we? P.O. Ant's face. Yeah. <laughs> Send all donations to Ant's face. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, you look so good, Ant. It's going to look great. You're going to look so smooth. I'm going to gig vomit. <laughs> You're going to gig vomit. Yeah. It's where you get your donations. You actually get some in your mouth. It tastes like the sea. Oh. <laughs> the sea and pineapples. Oh. Sea pineapples. Can we say goodbye now? Bye, guys. Bye.